time to go viral. I'm homicidal, I'm killing all my rivals. I'm the man, shit, I put that on the Bible. I gotta find my target, cause you know I got the title. Hey, I'm a Mac too. I told baby, shake that ass like she apple. She said it's real, so she got my name tattooed. House full, so I hit it in the back room. Baby said she need a nail, peep the urgency. I want a little Kim before she had the surgery. Leg spread on that hardcore poster. She love twerking, she just do it for the coach. Big dog, big dog, bull mask. Six tray Chevrolet, I'm classic. All these niggas mad at me, that's tragic. The main bitch in the bed, that's graphic. Yeah, we about to go viral. Hey, hey, hey. We about to go What's up, y'all? This is Kali the One. This is Disorderly Conduct. And today we have a special episode for you guys. Um, we have a, another podcast here that we're going to be collabing with today. And um, you guys know me on my fan base, but I want you guys to get to know them as well. Um, so I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Uh, they have some some pretty some pretty good takes. So, uh, you know, you guys might leave mad happy. I don't know. But just know, you know, we come in here to talk our shit. So uh, without further ado, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, what's the deal, people? It's your boy, the one and only, your host that do the most, Mr. Viral himself, <laughs> a.k.a. the villain, because they hate me for my opinion. <laughs> one half of the Viral Way podcast, you feel me? Got my co-host over here with me. Yeah, man, Messiah great. <laughs> get on this train and get lost. Yes, sir. Come on, okay. man. This, this the first ever Viral Way podcast collab, so, you know, I'm really excited, man. Thank you for having us on your platform. You yeah, know? yeah. We, of we course. ain't never really collabed with a whole nother camp, so this is dope. Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. I, I see you guys stuff, you know, a lot on uh, TikTok. You always pop up on my For You page. So I just like, man, I want to work with y'all, you know. I see you guys got something good going on. And the conversation is uh, it's thought-provoking, you know. So that's what I really appreciate about it. So I appreciate y'all for obviously coming by, you know, and, and chopping it up with me. So Yeah, yeah, that's man, though. Yeah, that's yeah. man, though. I ran down y'all content. I, I like yeah. the movement that y'all doing. Thank y'all you, y'all really lacing the people with, with game. Yeah. Y'all doing more than just gimmicky type shit like most platforms. Like, y'all really throwing game out there. So I'm like, yeah, yeah we got to collab. We got to network, get that mastermind. You feel me going? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And nah, I appreciate you for having us on here. And just the fact that we keeping the culture together. Exactly. Is, is, is I love that. You know what I mean? Because we need more of that in our cities and the people need to see more of that. Let y'all know it's okay to work together. You feel oh, yeah, me? It's definitely okay. I mean, to work it's together. cool to compete too, but you can make it a friendly competition. Like, hey, let, let's boost each other to the top. Exactly. I see you at the top. You ain't always got to hate on each other. You feel me? You can boost each other up, man, the viral way. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's, it's really, that's really true. You know, if, if we're strong when we're together, and like you said, nothing wrong with competition. And, you know, you can compete, but we can definitely compete without tearing each other down. And we can always link up as well. So. Uh, that's great. That's um, a fact, man. Let's yeah, get man. into it. Man. Let's get into the shit, though. Yeah. So we starting off with the first topic. I want to get right into it. Uh, Tyler Perry. Um, he just bought BET as well as I believe you said VH1. VH1. Shout out Tyler Perry. Shout out Tyler Perry, first man. First black man to own two major television networks. That's Shh. history. Shout out to Tyler Perry. He really doing his shit. Yeah. He doing his thing. Um, you know who else was supposed to own something? I think I think Bill Cosby was too before. At least one. He's supposed to own on CBS or something like that before. Um, but yeah, shout out to Tyler Perry. He's been around for for a minute. So I've been watching him since with Medea with the plays and all of that. We used to go to the plays and watch it on a DVD. And so he <laughs> he's, been, he's been around for a long ass old time. School. So I, I you know I fuck with Tyler Perry for that. And I mean, if it was anybody, I guess I want to buy it. I mean, that's somebody that's okay. That's cool with me. So how even, y'all feel about it? Nah, even knowing his backstory, everything he came from. That's 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 big. You know what I mean? From I know. Rocker recall, he was sleeping out of vans. He was doing yeah. a lot of things from that to where he's at now. That's a big inspiration. 
and and that's dope that he actually bought BT because I remember being an uproar in the community when we quote unquote sold it. So for him <laughs> to go get it back yeah. and acquire VH uh, VH1, which mm-hmm. was typically you knew it as like, oh, that's a white network. Like from when for I real. was growing up. Yeah. So for a black man to go buy that as well is like, damn, that's huge for the culture. That's that's definitely pushing the culture forward to say, hey man, you know we can we can have our own everything, yeah. black owned. You feel me? We could work with still other people, but you know they got their own. We got our own now. We like two power conglomerates when we work together, not. Boss and worker, like exactly. not boss and boss. Yeah. Let's you feel me? Yeah. Let's build that way. We're, we're equal, you know, and that does show that, and it does show that, you know, we have to we have to create value, obviously, but it like you saying, like we it definitely does show that we are on the on the same playing field with, with everything else. Um, but why do y'all think Tyler Player Perry gets a little flat? You know, because because I could say a few things. You get what I'm saying? But but, but what y'all think? <laughs> I, I think he get a, a little flat for how he always portrays like us in the movies. It's yeah. always. The black villain guy, you know, he's abusive, mm-hmm. he's this, he's that. Then you got the woman that needs saving. Then you got the simp that always comes save her. Like, it's just the whole dynamic of boosting the stereotype of our culture. Yeah. That, that's I how I feel. So. He get a lot of flack, especially in them fucking wigs, man. He get a lot of flack. A lot of stuff for that. So a lot of people will go into that, too. Another thing people I've seen is, like, what you said with the, the woman and he's saving and the villain, they'll say that a lot of times he'll make the villain dark. He'll make the, the, the dude that come and save her, you know, light, light skin, skin, pretty eye dude, yep. you know, stuff like that. And it's true because he even got TV shows and stuff like that. And I feel like that narrative does run run down, you know, through his through his content. I don't know if it's purposefully or or if it's on accident, but it's definitely a, a style of what he's doing. You know what I mean? So I don't know how you feel about it. I think I think he get a lot of flat. I agree exactly with what y'all are saying, but I think it's the context of the content he's creating. It's like we know exactly what we're getting from him. He's keeping mm. himself more boxed in instead of he's not making too many black action movies. He's not making different type of movies, even though he's using this as a culture, but it's different parts of our culture than just the relationship aspect of it. You That's know so what I mean? True. So I feel like he's big on that, or producing, trying to overcome hardships in relationships instead of just overcoming hardships in life in general. I think if he's expanding a little bit and that'll broaden his whole his whole network. I don't know where he's headed, but hopefully we start to see him go in that direction. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like if it ain't broke, don't fix don't it type fix of thing. It. Like, you know what? They loving this shit, so I'm going to just keep keep Rocking putting it out. It. You know what I'm saying? And you got a point because, I mean, most of his movies do focus on the black family. It's either that, you know. It's it's kind of like what goes on within our, I guess, within our communities to a certain, to a certain degree. It mostly is around infidelity you know, backstabbing, <laughs> drama, you know, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that's yeah. mostly what it's around. And I think that's probably is why he's doing it, because it's a cash cow. But, you know, with buying BET and VH1, I hope that he understands the responsibility that he has. And, you know, moving forward and says, okay, let me put some, like you saying, let me do some some other types of, of projects and put some other, you know, um, I guess, ways people could be viewed on, on screen. You know, and I hope he does do that. And, yeah. VH1 used to be more so when I was growing up, just like reality shows, like right. Flavor of Love, New York, all that stuff. So I don't know what he's going to do with that and BET as well, but I'm excited to see. I think it's good because, like you said, growing up, the only time you seen black people on VH1, for real, was <laughs> the reality shows, drama. Like, we on there doing some bullshit. So he can really change that whole image to where we can boost it up and show that we smart, show that we innovative, really show the positive sides of our culture. Not only that... Now this is a another entryway into Hollywood to where niggas ain't gotta feel like they gotta sell their soul. To go get niggas in. ain't gotta put on dresses and nail polish 
and be be uh, involving yourself in the fuckery yeah. to reach certain levels. Because let's be honest, it, yeah, that's a cop out. That's you know a sellout. Yeah. If we own it, it's like, nah, we ain't got to do none of that shit. We control the narrative now. And now I even see 50 like doing the same thing where he went and he's building his own Tyler Perry type compound because yeah. he's like, damn, if I would have started like this with power, I see where it's at now with the other network, but this could have been all me. Like all black owned, you feel yeah. me? So hopefully this inspire more of our billionaires and millionaires to you like, damn, you know what? We can do this shit on our own. Like they were shitting on Kanye for trying yeah, to do it. Saying was. he was crazy, but he <laughs> he was having this type of vision. Yeah. Like let's yeah. we got enough spending power. Let's put this shit together and let's make real moves and become a real force. Yeah. You know what I think is crazy and what's actually beautiful to watch is like, you know, all of us are are, you know, Tyler Perry. Uh, 50 Cent, they're first generation millionaires, billionaires. So, you know, we do sometimes get on these people and give them flack for this, this, and that, but this is their first time acquiring this money, acquiring these businesses. And so we're really seeing them grow with it, you know? And so that's why it's cool. Like 50's like, well, man, you know, if I did have it before, so it's really cool to to watch him, you know, realize that, go grab it, go get it, and then, you know, hopefully put the work in to make it grow. And so I do think that's cool that we are getting to watch that. Definitely as young black men, see other black men go through the trials and tribulations, bump their head, and still come out with something to, you know, to be proud of, really, at the end of the day. I think that's great. Um, yeah, because from the outside looking in, we look at it like they got everything figured out. They got all I mean? the answers. They already know. Even know that these things, we're not seeing behind the scenes of them going through setbacks or going through certain things. We just look at it, oh, they got money. They should know what to do already, and that that's the end of that. You know, which it does, it does um, have a certain, you have to have a certain responsibility or know that with that money, you know what I mean? You can't just be acting like it's your first time after, you know, acquiring so much, but there is levels to the shit where it's like, you know, he might have got his first company and okay, everybody, well, you got your first company, you should, so you should know how to, or act this way or that way, but it's like, this is my first one. What about when I get, you know, my second one or my third one? So it's levels to it, and I think we're getting to see them you know, transition through that. Um, yeah, I think that's great. Because like they say, it ain't really no such thing as a mistake. It's really a lesson. So yeah. we all learning lessons as they go watching their mistakes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's happening live. Like you said, they first generation. So we're watching them grow. And as they grow, now the next generation can be like, oh, damn, okay. He did this way, bumped his head. But he went this way. It worked and it elevated him tenfold. So now that mistake is actually a lesson for everybody else. So yeah. that's also dope too. Yeah, I really fuck with it. And it, like we said, it's, it's, it's positive. It kind of goes into something we were talking about earlier about, you know, maybe some stuff like that being looked at as corny or uh, I guess you could say whitewashed or whatever. I wanted to to, to maneuver to that topic and what y'all think about the term whitewashed because um, it's been around forever. And I, while I do think that it's true to a certain degree, I also think that maybe it gets, it gets misused. So what do y'all think about that? I think whitewashed is a thing. But I also think it does get misused because in our culture, degeneracy and failure, we was programmed to look at that as accomplishments. Yeah. Oh, you went to the pen? Oh, yeah, that's an accomplishment. Oh, you went to the county? It's an accomplishment. Oh, you got a body? Oh, shit, you a superstar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you going to college? Oh, hell no. Nah. Oh, you read books, nigga? What type of weird ass shit you on? Stuff like so that. So it's like they warped us to the shit that you're supposed to praise, we look down on. The shit you're supposed to look down on, we praise. So it's like anything that you do positive... In our community to elevate, oh, he whitewashed, he a sellout, he, yeah. a, he a fuck nigga, he this, he that. But realistically, we need to rearrange that programming because whitewash is actually like 
like a sellout. Like you know what I'm saying. Like in, in my opinion, it's like, it's like it's really like the sellout. If like, y'all had to define it, what would like for people that don't know the term, what would whitewash be considered? If you had to give a, a clear definition of it, I would say like a black person or or any other race that's not white that aspires to be white mm-hmm. and shits on their own to to align with the whiteness. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I would say that would be whitewashed. Okay. I actually got two takes on it. I got a I got a first technical take for me is more so like that. And I also have I might be a controversial take, but I actually think whitewashed is playing into the exact uh systematic, you know, oppressions that we we have playing right into it. So instead of being like, you know, I'm gonna go to school, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to start a business, I'm gonna do this, I'm a I'm going to stay within the confines of, of my neighborhood. I'm not gonna try to learn, I'm not gonna try to grow. And I'm going to, you know, stay doing this. I'm not going to um, have knowledge of self, which for me is important, you know, going out there and getting um, knowledge of other black people that are doing what you want to do. So I kind of also look at whitewashed is not really ever seeing that the grass is greener on the other side in a way. Like we kind of doing what, you know, the white man would want us to do by not seeing better, by not doing better and by just, you know, accepting defeat. And uh, so that's a that's, a, you know, you could say. That's you know what that's you know deep. What I mean? nah, I, but the, I nah, but, but that's you know that's, that's that's that's, that's kind of hard you because know? it's like in those scenarios the blind is leading the blind. Yeah. So it's, it's hard. It's hard to necessarily fault people to that extent, but we do have enough knowledge to acquire to wake up from that. But a lot of people choose not to go get that knowledge or choose not to even think outside the box to even get that far. And like we were saying earlier. Some people don't even know that they're actually programmed. And then when you're trying to get them to unprogram themselves, it's like an attack on yourself because <laughs> they ready to fight you for it. Of telling Facts. them like, nah, you wrong in this area or whatever the case it may be. Or look, you need to wake up and do this. You're not knowing that you're self-destructing. Yeah. You think you're doing right, but you really just, you 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 push into that grave or that, or that prison that cell. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Even though you might got to understand it, but if you don't see it happening in real time right now, then when that moment catches up with you, you 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 looking back and now you might be it might be too late. That's you time, know what man. I mean? I think yeah. it's so cold because if you go back in history, what we consider whitewash is the shit we invented from from language, from agriculture, from science to mathematics to everything that really molds society to what it is right now. If you trace it back far enough, the first ever example of it came from our people. <laughs> so true. for the it's fact just, that from then to here, it went from us teaching them this shit mm-hmm. to somewhere in the mix is whitewash. Yeah. Really it's blackwash because this is our shit. We, we taught the world this like, so it's, it's kind of crazy how we've been mentally fucked into looking down on it. Like if you have an extensive vocabulary, you're whitewashed yeah. in our culture. Like, damn, you talk proper. Like, what does What's that wrong? really mean though? Like, yeah. So you identify being black with being ignorant or exactly. talking ignorant and not having a, a extensive vocabulary, like only knowing two, three words, can't spell, can't read. That's all part of the program. Like he's saying, well, you don't even realize you're being mentally programmed to look down on yourself mm-hmm. to where anything that's looked at as elevating and, and bettering yourself is whitewashed. So I'm going to stay away from it. I'm going to stay in the the fucking gutter like you said. Yeah, you, you know, know and I'm I mean, exactly and that's 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 exactly really what I was trying to say is like it's the it's the ignorance it's the ignorant part of it, it just being like, oh it's whatever. I do think that it does exist though and it, it starts to exist where we get to positions of power, I think, and we start to denounce our culture. Or or cause look, at the end of the day, you know, I'm a I'm a smart guy, whatever, whatever, but I'ma still 
be around my people. I'm still, there's certain things I mean. I'm still be around my people. I'm still dress a certain way, act a certain way, do certain things that I've just grown up doing. I'm not going to look at those as uh, now as, I guess, negative because I am, you know, more prominent or whatever the case is. And like I'm, I'm better now. And I made it yeah. out. So now let me, you know, maybe tuck some of this part of my culture or, you know what I mean, let me take my do-rag off before I go. Or yeah. There's little stuff like that you'll see people do when they when they get into these you know, higher up positions or whatever the case, or, you know what I mean? Or, 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 you know, not go down a story, a troubled teen, a troubled man, you know, they'll shit on him instead of offering a hand, some stuff like that. And so I think that's where it becomes whitewash when you start to fear your own culture, even though you came out of it. You know what I mean? I don't want to get too far off, but I want to go back to what you said, like, yeah, yeah. like knowledge itself. So the, 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 the elites or other people, other races, they see the greatness and they know the greatness in us. You know what I mean? They already know these things. They know the knowledge of us more mm -hmm. than we know the knowledge of us. So if they get that deep, like he just said, if we invented this, we invented that. We 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 started this, we started that. A lot of us don't understand this. We are not taught this. So you're not taught that actually the black man or the black woman is really in the form of the greatest. Mm -hmm. But they but they programming us to understand like well, y'all at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Y'all don't even... We know how great y'all are, so we got to keep our foot on y'all neck for, before y'all realize this and wake up and come together and really just might take over everything. So by them knowing the knowledge of us and us not knowing the knowledge of us, every race is already programmed to, when anything black, keep it down. Keep you it know down. what I mean? And we doing the same thing to each other to the point where it's like, like you said, now it's go back to not knowing things and we are stuck in like a... I don't want to say a crucifix, but... To where we we got we got the noose on our own neck, crabs in a bucket, type, yeah, type, type ex stuff. exactly. But I think it's a fine line with the denouncing where you come from and elevating. You got a point because if I'm just looking at my past life, like you know, what I'm saying I used to gang bang. I've been to prison. I've been to jail. I didn't done crimes. I didn't did this. I didn't did that. Now that I have more knowledge of self and I've experienced different things in life, I look back. That's like damn. I, why the fuck was I partaking in that? <laughs> yeah. Like I denounce it now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I'm like, man, y'all come with me, man. Come, yeah. come see the world. Come, it's better shit going on. Yeah. Let's let's get in rooms with people that's richer than us, that's more, that's smarter than us, that can elevate us as people. Yeah, you would be viewed as a sellout to have them type True. of views if you would go back to your neighborhood and be like, hey man, y'all really don't need to be involving in this type of shit no more. Like it's other ways out. Yeah, you know you, what? That's you true. Know what I'm saying no, that's true, and and I like that because we actually, you know. To retract that, you're right. We should denounce to a certain to a certain degree. You need somebody to come in here and say, "Hey, clean this shit up." Like this is this is not what's right. I've been over here. I've seen this. I've experienced this. I've grown. Now let me bring it back to you. You know what? What is knowledge if you're not bringing it back to your people? You know what I mean? So that definitely is true. And I think we are people like you said. Anytime we do try to denounce it, because not everything is a denouncement. Sometimes it's like, "Hey, this is what we're doing is wrong, and we need to, you know what I mean, do better on it." But they do jump on, we jump on each other as soon as somebody says that, oh, you, you know, you might be Uncle Tom or, or you know, certain things like that. Uh, if you do try to say, hey, man, you know, better yourself a little bit in this area or whatever the case is. And I, I think it's all about how you do it, right? Because it's people who, you know, who we got, who will go to or speak on black problems and they might have more of a... No sympathy or empathy, I really would say empathy more so, which is, you know, being able to understand where these people are coming from. Whereas then you have, you know, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, uh, you know, Malcolm X, people like that who were really out in the street shaking hands, kissing babies, making sure you felt seen and heard, you know, while saying, hey, 
uh, clear up in this aspect. I still, I see you. You know what I mean? I've been there before too. I think that's, that's important. So. Yeah, that, that's crazy though, because even the term Uncle Tom, like he was really the hero. He was. They tricked us yeah. into, into calling the hero the yeah. fuck nigga. Like, he came and killed all the, right? That's he came what I'm and saying, killed all the, the slaves. You want to call yeah. somebody a sellout, like, oh, he Uncle Tom. Like, what? Like, nigga, Uncle Tom was a nigga. He was yeah. a joint. Like, you feel See, me? See, but even, even if y'all say that, I would say more so the Uncle Tom is transcended now, the way words change over uh -huh. time, because Uncle Tom can be that, that, that the black dude in prison. That's that a beat on a black worse than he do a white to prove mm. something to the white people. You know okay. what I mean? So I just think those type of views is when we view an Uncle Tom type of person. Yeah. Or it goes back to the sellout type of person, like y'all said. Now that's, I know what you're saying, but I'm saying yeah. isn't it crazy how they warped our history into calling the hero the sellout to where we do most people, if you say Who's Uncle Tom? They won't even. They like, oh, you sellout. They, they done it with everything. No, he the hero. Yeah. And they right. done it with everything. I, I, <laughs> you know I give y'all one thing, one example: watermelon. Watermelon is the most. It's one of the fruits that contains the most hydration, right? The most water. And black people actually uh, planted that and learned how to grow it. They then took it from us and made it a joke, right? Getting everybody off watermelon. Now watermelon is a black thing. You eat watermelon with fried chicken, blah blah blah. Watermelon is actually saving lives, reducing inflammation. It's doing a lot of stuff, but look what they did. Like you said, they turned it into a joke. The same way they turned, you know, the Nation of Islam. That's something that I'm a part of. They turned that into a joke. You got the dude with the kufi, you know, on and all the shows, and they everybody kikiing at him. And it's to a certain degree, it's funny, right? But it's like that's another example of a strong black man that they have somehow flipped and now made it a joke. If if you if y'all ever peep that, and you know, in a lot of. Uh, Shows they got it in Martin, Living Color, all of them. You know, what I mean, they they joke about it, and it's funny at times. But then you gotta understand why. Well, why is that fun? Like, why is it funny that he knows about himself, or he's carrying himself in this way? He don't want to smoke, drink, and do this or whatever. It's, you know, when you look when you look at it, but it is what it is. So yeah, that, that's why it's important for us to gatekeep our own culture. I think and, so. and stop letting everybody in the culture so freely. Yeah, like hey, you come in here, wipe your feet. <laughs> You a guest. You ain't really a part of this. We got that bad. We, we allow you to be a part of this, but hey, you're going to respect it. And the second you ain't, you back out the door. And what y'all think about that? You know, it's something that you that you say about that. <laughs> Jumping into another another a woman by the name of Amber Rose. Uh, she was getting into it a, a recently online about kind of the biracial struggle about uh, she wants to not be looked at as a black woman, but as a black and a white woman. She got into it with another uh, lady who then said you kind of just want to be a white girl, and um, I guess what do y'all think? Of, what do y'all think about that? Because it kind of piggybacks into, you know what I mean, denouncing somewhat your culture, or or you know. So what do what do y'all think about that? You said she wants to be acknowledged as a black and a white. As woman? She wants to be. She really wants to be. That's what she said. She said, "Don't just call me black because I'm black and white. So I want to be known as black and white." But kind of what you said right now. Is and what the girl was telling her was, you've came in this culture. This culture has boosted you up. It's elevated you. It's given you a career. So, if anything, you should be riding with us, not necessarily saying I want to be both. Because, I mean, did the white side accept you? Really? You know. And I think I think a lot of us have, you know, problems like that. So, so what do y'all think? Because in my opinion, if if you are mixed, and yeah, you could be white, cool. But but come on now, if you if you've been rocking with Black people, since you were yay high, you were in the culture, all this, what would be the point to be like, I want to be black and white? I'm just, does that make sense to y'all? I understand. It's it's hard to really 
It's hard to even really validate that. I know what you mean. Like, you use the black side to get up to where you at. Yeah. And now you want to be acknowledged as white, maybe to get in certain doors also at, at the level you at. You might understand. She might be in a position where they don't want her acknowledging her black side when she's around certain type of people. So now she's putting this out there for these people that she knows she's dealing with. Mm-hmm. So I can't really say, but I do agree with you saying it's like you shouldn't don't come out doing that now if you weren't doing that in the beginning. Yeah, that's all I'm that's all yeah. I'm really saying about it. And yeah. I think it's it's you know, it's people like that who do, you know, flip and flop whenever they want to, but yeah. And we accept it. Yeah, see, and we accept it. it. See, I I'm not biracial, so but if I was, I think it depends. If you came in the door like, hey, I'm this and I'm that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I identify with both sides. Who am I or anybody else to tell you not to identify true. with the blood that's in your body? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I got a whole white side of my family, yeah. but I can't I can't identify with them because I rock with y'all. True. So I'm like, well, who the fuck is you to tell me that? <laughs> so that's how I kind of feel about it. But again, it goes back to, okay, I'm watching. Like, okay, have you ever in your career ever announced that? Like, hey, wait a minute, I'm white and black. Or you did you play mean? the black card yeah. to get boosted to a certain level? Now you hit that ceiling. And like he said, okay, there's other doors. I can go in if I start fucking with the white side. Mm-hmm. We done seen plenty of white artists do that oh, yeah. to where they start fucking with the rap, the oh, R&B, yeah. oh, they yeah. get to a certain level, and all of a sudden they just ditch, they just ditch niggas, yeah. and I'm white again. We said that. We said that on the pod. We <laughs> literally said, I said, I said, uh, you know, they all got a little black a black phase. Justin Bieber had one. Miley it, Cyrus exactly. had one. They come. That's what they do. They come, they get on, and they become a Christian. They go back to gospel or a Christian music for a year, and they go back to their we the regular pop. We even seen certain yeah. platforms. I ain't going to say no names because I ain't trying to start no beefs, but I'm even watching certain platforms like... They using niggas to oh, get I on. Know. It's a number one one. Man. I know. They using oh. niggas, go niggas ahead. the game bangers. <laughs> and, and then it's like, you know what? We're gonna go away from this route. Like now that we done made it to where yeah. we need to be, fuck you niggas. Man, like, like what? I wish y'all could bring up a video right now. Um I seen a video of Tyrese and he was speaking on one of those platforms. You I know what I'm talking, talking about? about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was talking bad. And basically, like, man, everybody stand up with me. Cause soon as soon as they get to doing something, they canceling us as black people. And now he spoke on them. He like, man, I need black people to stand behind me, from rap artists to R and B to comedians to whatever. Like, and I support Tyrese and and his movement because I feel like he's right. We so we so quick to jump on their bandwagon, but when they against our people, we be we be tucking tails. You know what I mean? Shout out to Tyrese, man, because that goes back to the Tyler Perry, to the Fifty Cents, to how they're making everything black owned. We have black owned podcasts. We have black owned media that y'all going see this. This is what trips me out. Like to the big artists. It's like, I understand like these platforms are already established. I know I'm going to get views over here. If I go over here rather than go over here and fuck with my folks, you know what I'm saying? But what y'all fail to realize is y'all are the views. Yeah, Y'all are bringing the views. So just the same way as y'all go over here when it's good, but then something happened and now stand with me, stand with me. It's kind of shaky because it's like, hold on, nigga, you wasn't standing with us when you was up here and they was loving you. Exactly. And now that y'all got a beef, you feel me? Now you want us to stand with you, but it's like, okay, cool. One hand got to watch the other. Come over here. Disorderly conduct. Yeah. Y'all could be over here getting them views up. Viral Way podcast. Y'all could be coming through our shit, getting the views up to where y'all ain't even got to worry about that being a problem because, hey, you you black, you come to LA, come, come this the platform you come to. Yeah. You black, you come to Long Beach, this the platform you come to. To where now, 
We own this shit. And when they want to come play ball with us, now they got to come with the respect or you get shut out. Yeah. And I not like the that. other way around. I like that too. Cause it's like, like, just like you said, they got to come in and, 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 or, or it's getting shut down. You know what I mean? So I, I agree with that. What you feel about that? Cause I think, I think that's true. I really do. I think Tyrese too, he gets, he gets, you know, he's had a little couple of moments, but I really agree with him for that because we go to the, to the E news or to the, you know, whatever other podcast or, or, or big interview uh, media outlets when we doing good, but then when it's oh I just had some a bump in or something bad I need to explain myself where you go you go to the black podcast you always see that niggas will be up they'll be on all the old the, exactly. the white broadcast yeah. da, 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 and then something happen you go you get locked up something happen now you with you know what I mean now you with Steve Harvey or you with un Uncle Shay Shay yeah. trying to trying to get right and you know get your people's you know viewership back or their trust back and it's like you have it you always are gonna have it. But like you said, you are the viewership. You can get viewers wherever you go. You 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 the reason why they watching, you know, and it's just it goes back to what the white man or white America has done, where it has reversed every single thing. And it is it, all it's done is made us look in and have self-hate. Because it's like instead of going to the black thing, you look at it, oh no, nah, I gotta go up there with with you know what I mean, with E News, or I gotta go up there with TMZ, because you know, that's what's gonna really get it to me. That's what's hot. That's what's yeah. hot. Instead of being like, well, in the long run, if I build with these guys, I'm gonna get these guys something, they're gonna grow. And what what are we gonna do? We're only gonna enforce most of the time positive outlook, you know what I mean, on our people. Or at least, hey, I'm sure hit 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 you up. Hey, we heard this, whatever. These these media outlets do y'all dirty. And y'all continuously go back to them, you know what I mean? Don't even use your name, use mugshots, all type of shit. And you know, I don't think I don't think black media outlets would do that to y'all to a certain degree. This is yeah, what y'all gotta understand. Oh, not to cut you off. Nah, go ahead. Nah, go ahead. I won't cut you off. Nah, I was gonna say, because it can get to the point where we could be the Ubers to the taxis or we could be the mm. Netflix to the blockbusters. You know what I mean? These things won't even exist no more. Mm -hmm. We are we are the culture. We are the platforms. Everything. You take the black people out of everything, people are not gonna be more entertained. <laughs> it's over with after at that point. Bars. We need to get control of everything again, like he just said. And get to the point where I look at it like we all climbing a mountain, right? So if you all climbing a mountain, we might got packs on, a lot of baggage and stuff like that. There's some people that already made it to the top of the mountain faster than others. But don't knock the ones that still climbing up that mountain. Mm. Be the one that come back down and reach up and pull you up there. Versus other people want to throw boulders back down and, and knock you back down. Like, you don't need to get up here with me. They want to gatekeep. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to say it again. I get that you want to go to the platforms that's already built because it's easy and you already know the numbers is there and it's a numbers game. But what y'all got to realize is build with your people because you are the numbers. <laughs> We're the numbers. We are the culture. Y'all keep talking this gate gatekeep shit. Mm -hmm. This is the way to gatekeep it. Come to these platforms. These numbers is going to go up. It's going to equal out to them same numbers because, again, you guys are the numbers. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're clicking for the name. They're not clicking for who's behind the camera. Yeah. They ain't even really clicking for the platform. They yeah. they more so like, oh, shit, what's the name finna be on there? Who's go going up? Yeah. Oh, shit. Such a, they don't care where you at. They want to see you. Yeah. So if you could build with your people to the point where it's now equivalent or even better than going over there, because we from the culture, so we're going yeah. to vibe different anyway. We ain't finna be asking you no police That's shit. That's what I'm you saying. Yeah, up. exactly. Now you talking about, oh, this nigga the feds. Yeah. yeah, but you keep going over there and criminating yeah. yourself. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So start fucking with your folks and niggas will have your back tenfold. It wouldn't, you didn't even have to question it. But when niggas is like, damn, bro, I had this platform. You ain't came through one time. You yeah. ain't shouted me out one time. You ain't reposted a video one time. Like, but now I, you want yeah. me to stand with you? Like, come on, bro. How can I at it, that it, point? It, it yeah, gotta yeah. go both ways. Let, let, help let's me help get, you. keep the culture together. 
No, that's true. That's true. And I'm glad y'all you brought up the podcast because I know I know the podcast y'all talking about a couple of podcasts that really do that and just I feel like just show us at our worst. You feel me, really? And and not only that, but capitalize off people that are from the culture for real, for real. And and you know, and I think. With the with certain po- with certain platforms, I think maybe some of those people go on because they know they getting something out of it too. But at the same time, I do get what you're saying. People people use that. So, uh, but yeah. the only thing I don't want to knock is that a lot of people do go on those podcasts because they offer them bags. So a lot of a lot of them are are, are chasing their money. So that might be the only difference. You know what I mean? So if you got a bag to offer, they might they might have different views to get on your things, but. You know what I mean? Support black. We support black and keep it like that. But I will end it with this, though. I'm not saying you can't go over there because who am I to say end your relationships? A lot of these people might have put you on. True. Keep your relationships. All I'm saying is, hey, when you run it through your circuits, make sure you run through your folks, too. Go over there and get your bag. I'm not mad. I'm not telling nobody to not get their money. But don't forget about your folks, too. You know what I'm saying? Your folks that might be on the come up like you was, who might not had a bag yet to give to you. They might have it later down the line, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying? You got to give to receive. That's the problem with niggas. Niggas don't yeah, like yeah. giving first. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give yeah. Hey, check it out. The You don't get the heat before the wood. You got to put the wood <laughs> down to get the fire, to get the heat. You know yeah, what I'm you saying? Got to, yeah. We don't got a problem yeah. giving the bag, but nigga, help us get there to where we could get a bag. Yeah. And then now we could be the next, the, the ones to pull the next generation up. So, yeah. I like that. What else y'all got for me? I'm, I'm, I'm on y'all time now. What y'all got for me? Oh, you know, we got some shit, man. Um, me and my boy, you feel me? We fresh off the plane, man. Oh, we yeah, just yeah, came yeah, from yeah. Colombia, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Medellin and Cartagena, we out there fucking around. I wanted to touch on that passport, bro, shit, because that been a big movement the past Jeez, three, like, four, yeah, three, man, four, a couple yeah, yeah, years, yeah, yeah. you feel me? With, with people saying, you know, fuck American women, go here. Uh, passport, bro, get your passport. It's all green. Man, listen. I went and seen what it was firsthand. Okay. You feel me? He might got a different take. It might have just been the area we was in, but the area I was in, I didn't see nobody looking for no wives. Like you no? feel me? Like all that, yeah, go find a wife and this and that. Nah, man, they hoeing a hundred miles a minute. <laughs> they hoeing a thousand facts. miles a minute. That's I'm what I was wondering. They a great bro. You be walking with your girl. And they gonna still walk be up, on you. Grab your dick. Hey, hola, poppy. Damn. Slap so your like ass. That. And they making eye contact. Like, they following you as you walking, like, hard. So it's for real. I seen I seen a white dude uh, on TikTok say, uh, passport bros have been around. That that black man, we're coming out there and we're messing it up. You seen that? You that, seen that, might, that might party be, <laughs> that might party that be true. I'm telling yeah. you, that's a fact. I'm going to say that's a fact, bro. <laughs> because you see, like, the old... You see a couple old men, and you're uh-huh. like, okay, they been doing this. They, they, but they, now they, you they see young niggas like us. Yeah. Flooded out there, so mm. I think we did oversaturate the market and fuck the game up to where now the girls is more so turning into damn near predators. They, they and they, they, they thinking their value was going up. When they, they, when they, that's when what they, I mean. Yeah, so they 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 understand that some of these niggas is coming out there and and, and is making it worse. But yeah. like you said, they are aggressive. They they flocking by the dozens. You know what I mean. <laughs> I have some footage on guys. I'll show you after the show, but bro, I'm telling you. Because I think before so social media, it was just like a word of mouth thing. Like Type, but yeah. between the upper the up and ups, the guys that been catching business flights and shit like that, yeah. to where the girls more so was like happy 
for you to come. I mean, they still happy, but like he said, they know their value is up. Because like, wait a minute, they know why you here. They know why you here. They know yeah. why you here. The prices went up, yeah. like everything went up. So I think them dudes, that's why they saying like, you mean they fucking it up. It's true, but I've seen it though firsthand. It's and I think, crazy. I think too, you know, white dudes, you know, any any dudes that are out there, I think everybody knows that you know, people from other countries have a fascination with black people in general, for sure. Like, they want to take pictures with you. They'll do, That's you know, they, they're they amazed by your skin and, you know, how you look, all that. You So I think that, too, that kills you. You go out there, you know, they're not going for, for, for Tommy or whatever, for Thomas. They done with that. They probably take, you know what I mean? They probably take a little less money, too. You think I'm going to fuck with this 70-year-old nigga over this nigga right here? Nah. They want the blacks. They want the blacks, and I'm going to tell you this. Everything ain't all green. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's another story I'm going to say for us in the future. But it's, 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 Do not it's, think they like yeah, you for you, yeah, nigga. They exactly. come from your pocket. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope you sure. not. Please don't be out there like that. Yeah. Look. Don't not, but, it's, but it's some of them it, that they, really they, they are. Nah, I'm not saying just saying that. It's possible, but in the area like you said we was in, it was a little different. From Colombia for me was different. In Costa Rica, I had a, a different experience also. They was not women were a little aggressive out there, but it was not like to the amount of the way the Colombian women were. They was they was. No hoes bar. They not playing. Like you said, they walking up on you, touching you. They What's feeling the on you. They the don't care. They down there ready to, <laughs> they down there ready to drag you. But some, <laughs> some I can't say, like, they probably, I don't think if they were so connected to their community, some might would, like, be open to just throwing it to you. Like, Bro had a, a, a crazy experience where the girl was catcalling so crazy. She you like damn there, yeah. she damn there, cause she damn there lost it, ready to throw the panties <laughs> off. <I'm> like, <laughs> we waiting yeah. on the we waiting on the Uber twenty minutes. She across the street just yelling because it was hot. It was hot as fuck, so I peeled out. Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause, <laughs> you know, you <laughs> <laughs> I'm peeling out. I'm No cap, bro. I'm not capping. Like 20 uh, minutes. She finally run over. Wilding. Grab a nigga ass like aggressive. Like my girl right here. She she gonna get no fucks. Oh. Like, like that. Like so I'm just letting y'all niggas know that's watching this because I see the same TikToks where like you have dudes out there. Like, bro, it's so easy to find a wife. Yeah. And they'll be like, hey mommy. And then she'll come over. That's like, Damn, real. he pulling them like that? Bro, they hoeing. They all coming like that. Yeah, them. I didn't know that. Bro, I'm walking up to groups of three. He had groups of five. I'm like, hey, group of three, come meet group of five. We all finna <laughs> go for <laughs> a group of ten now. <laughs> That's a yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. So Damn. just beware. Columbia for sure. Not okay. even just them, though. Everything out there is aggressive. It's the hitting, rappers, the oh my the God. anything they selling, anything. I don't know if they thought we was A and R's. They would not leave us alone. <laughs> he said to A&R. the point where I had to get aggressive. And the dude thought I wanted to fight. I'm just like, man, like no, just leave me alone. You know they all speak Spanish. We don't know no Spanish yeah, out it's, there. It's, it's ugly. So it's just like it, it was crazy. It's a different experience. But I do suggest people to go travel, go, go do see, something see different. You might. Feel a little different when you get back. Mm-hmm. The world might look a little different. You're not gonna return the same. That's a fact, the, the, bro. Because when I was in the DR, the women they was not. There was there was more like uh, Costa Rica, like you said. Yeah. Like when you talk to them and they're like, "Ooh, American," they automatically think you got money. Mm-hmm. But they ain't aggressive as Colombia. Okay. So I'm just putting this out there because I haven't seen anybody keep it real yet. Mm-hmm. They just got young boys thinking, hey, you finna go out here, you finna find Bag a 10, yeah, yeah. and she finna worship the ground. Yeah, she gonna worship the ground you walk you on. Some long bands coming out some pockets, money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You could find them, but mm. nigga, just beware. So yeah, I see. Yeah. Also, I see a lot of stuff. You know, from more so of a relationship, or I guess a a woman of value perspective, right? I know. I'm pretty sure y'all have seen 
that too as to why some people go over there. They want to find a woman of value and these sorts of things. What y'all think about that? Did did you guys, I guess, observe anybody or you know, did you get that vibe from any other woman that they no. that they were more feminine? You know what I mean? No. Or is it is it the same as the states almost? Like, that I will say they got you know? that down to a T. I'm not even mad at niggas going over there <laughs> dropping the bag because once you drop it. Even before you drop it, they make you feel like a god. Okay. Yeah. And they super feminine. They got every, they know the look, the walk, the, just everything about them is feminine. Mm -hmm. And they all, it's like tens all down the streets. Tens, eights, nines. All, they got they, they got everything like you said that, that, that mostly that you want in a woman, but nine times out of ten, if you're looking for a wife, you're getting a whore. But that, that that's 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 the only thing. But I can't speak on all of them because mm -hmm. I did go in grocery stores, I did go in certain different places, mm -hmm. and they still had that feminine energy. And some of them did say that they wasn't into that. But oh, okay. they, they, but the cost of living for them is like what was it like five dollars that you make a day? So it's understandable why they doing what they yeah, doing. Shout out my boy, you know what Jake, I mean? man. He, uh, he cut my hair out there, barber. You feel yeah. me? I, I plug your Instagram. Oh yeah, that's cool. On the video, but he he laced us because yeah. he told us like you know, you might make two hundred dollars a month working a job, and that's a decent job. The going rate on the girls right now, they whooping Americans a hundred dollars an hour. <laughs> so I'm gonna work a month and get two hundred dollars. I fuck two Americans. I got two hundred tonight, Already. and they might fuck five in a day. Mm. Mm. So you kind of see why see everybody yeah. is home and everybody is hustling. So. I mean, why not? I mean, at that point, why not? Right? Like, yeah, and so yeah. what? Because you, <laughs> you know, you think you think they get flack for it by their men the same way we kind of get on women for having OnlyFans and the, you know they when it was Backpage was a thing and all that and y'all think people have the same? You think their men have the same look at them like you guys are, are whoring or do you think? They don't care. Because over here, I feel like, oh, I wouldn't date nobody who do OnlyFans or who does this or who does that. You think it's like that over there, too? Nah, like he said, his boy, he told us, like, man, the women over there is disgusting. <laughs> so he, so they, they they do have some flack. But it's, a, it's, 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 no, it's no different than, uh -huh. it's not like I'm judging them because it's no different as, like, it's like if you go on the fig. You know okay. what I mean? So <laughs> it's not really no different. Get it get it how you live. Yeah. But I think the flack is it's only flack to the to the man that's looking for a wife. You know what I mean? But mm. somebody that's in that field, this is a gold mine. That's great. If, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. if, if I'm looking to make money, if I'm making money with them, this is a gold mine yeah. for them. Like I'm eating. You got the club promoters, you got everybody, not to give up too much of their game, but it's all connected in one. You know what I mean? And for some of y'all peace, go to Columbia. <laughs> you go win. If you want to bring something, you know. Yeah. Shout out yeah. my boy. Uh, yeah. Follow his Instagram. If you're black and you need your hair cut out there, shout out. Uh, follow my boy, Jake. Jake Barber Cuts. At Jake Barber Cuts. He come to you. He going to okay. get you right. He the one that laced us. You feel yeah. me? But just know that password, bro, shit. Bro, it ain't. Everything ain't. That glitters ain't gold. You mm -hmm. feel me? Just be beware. Yeah, shout out, shout out to what's the name? Jake Barber Cuts, man. Thank you for uh, yeah, shout lacing, out my the, guy. lacing the guys. Yeah. Look, this is another topic I wanted to touch on because yeah. I don't know how we went through the whole show without even mentioning this. <laughs> I don't know if you're a father or not. I'm not. Oh, that's I did I did okay. want to touch on that though. Well, happy Father's Day to all happy the real father's stand down Day. fathers down there. Um, how you feel about Father's Day kind of being like just overlooked completely compared to Mother's Day and fathers in general being undervalued compared I to mothers? I think, you know, uh, I think it's something that, I think it's a, it's two things. I think it's something we did to ourselves a little bit, and I think it's something that, you know, society has done to us. And so I think society first has done it to us by kind of making us detach from our emotions as men. I think that's a, a, a deeper topic, but I think that's where it starts, 
is us not really feeling like we even are worthy of it in a way. We're, we're more so just vessels that pour out into other people, whereas in, you know, people receive what we give. We don't necessarily receive all the time. You know what I mean? So I feel like, but society has made it that way, which rightfully so. As a man, you want to go out and get what you, you know, and you want to be hard and understand and not necessarily want everything. But I think society has made it, you know, frowned upon for men to be like, well, I do want a gift or I mean, I want, you feel me? I don't want socks and underwear for, yeah. I can go get that shit myself. Or I want, you know, I don't want to go to Father's Day dinner and pay at the end of dinner. Like, why the fuck I got to pay or give me some money or something? I think we do want that as men, but society's conditioned us to, to, to not, you know what I mean, say so. And it's a lot of great fathers out there. And I know a lot of great fathers, a lot of great black fathers that really shit, do their shit. And so they do need to be appreciated. Um, and I wish we were appreciated more. I wish they was appreciated more. Men in general appreciated more. You feel me? I believe on a deeper note, it stems from you see a lot of a lot of the kids are always majority of with mothers. Like I grew up, we grew up with just with just my mom in the home. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Majority of the time. A lot of my friends grew up with just their mamas. And we never go into detail of why it's like this. Not saying that the government could have played a role in this or things like, like that. Yeah, so if exactly. we seeing just mamas all the time, the mamas mm -hmm. always naturally throughout life are getting more praise than the fathers. So the fathers might get it from their kids or the select few small people, but it's highly overlooked, even though the father is way stronger points of a successful kid growing up in a life you know what I mean but I don't think people go into that much detail understand the effect of having a father in, in their lives but I would do say this as far as when they say generational curses a lot of people that I know are dominant in their kids lives as far as when it comes to fathers mm -hmm. like my generation is I don't know too many dead job. beats you yeah. know what I mean so <laughs> I think it's a little different now. Like you said, shout out to fathers. I think they should be highly acknowledged. I think they should be catered to, especially if you got a woman Come and on. you in that and you in that life and that woman is not doing enough for you, that might not be the right woman for you if Come she's on. not appreciating you on Father's Day. I think it's a deeper underlying attack on masculinity and, it, uh, excuse me, I'm tongue-tied, the lack of appreciation for fathers and Father's Day and anything to do with men, I think it ties into that. Because masculinity is hard to control. Mm. You can't, it's hard to control a society of strong, dangerous, masculine men. Mm -hmm. So even if you look at testosterone levels from now to 20 years ago, we're down like mm -hmm. 30, 40 percent, something crazy. Like even if you just look at pictures. Yes. Just look at the average, like just street nigga from like he the would 80s. whoop the nigga from today. That's what he looked like. Bro, they Them all niggas, look like Tookie, bro. They, and that's what I, like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Nah, yeah. Niggas exactly. today, they all look like little Uzi. Bro, I mean, you feel me? It's it's crazy. Like, damn. I talk about <laughs> we we talk about that all the time. Like you said, just everything is different. Everybody was built different, but even from a they did like studies on a handshake. Say if the handshake was a the strength was 150 pounds on the handshake as a man, today it might be 25. Mm. Like men are soft. You could tell from just the handshakes to everything. You know what I mean? A lot has changed over time. It's so. true. Like we look at him like he looked old as fuck. And you find out he was 25. This nigga was 19. Yeah. <laughs> like, why does he look like that? <laughs> That's so true. That's yeah. funny because I remember when I was when I was a freshman in high school, I'm like, the seniors was big as hell. And I, I'm not too big, but I'm like Damn, the seniors was big as hell. And then I remember by the time we got there, and I'm looking, I'm like, the freshmen are low as hell. So it it has changed, and that's coming with the food. You know what I mean? Just the, the environment, the more things that you know we create, I think the, the particles that we breathe in, you know, you, we we ingest a lot of plastic without even knowing. It's a lot of stuff that goes into it, you know, um, that does 
contribute to a a, a, a spike down in, in um, testosterone for sure. There's definitely a war on masculinity, mm-hmm. and I think that is why they got society to just every chance they get just down men, especially from our women to where they're uncontrollable, mm-hmm. which is why passport bros is even a thing. Yeah. So it's like, hey, if you ain't even got a grip on your women. How you going to go out here and conquer the world where every day you come home, you got to fight your woman mm-hmm. for, you know what I'm saying, just basic respect to where if, if you look back in history, any time the men was ruling, it's like you can't just really fuck that society over. <laughs> you can't just really yeah. trick that, you know, that COVID shit is not happening in a society where it's real stomped down masculine men that's ready to die for what they believe in. You ain't just having COVID like, hey, y'all on the curfew, put this mask on, go in the house. It'd be different. While we getting all these millions behind the scene, take this shot. Like, bro, that's not happening with a society full of stand-up uh, stand masculine men. So it's a silent attack going on on masculinity. So y'all pay attention, man. Stay woke. And you know what's crazy about it? And this is what, like, this is the thing about America in general is that they do a lot of this tug and war type shit where it's like, you know, we've we created, you know, the feminist movement, which was created by a CIA agent. If you know that, you know that. And they took that. Even Dr. Umar just talked about it, how they took the, the feminine movement out of white homes and put it into black homes so that the women would hate the, would hate the men. You know, then we introduced welfare, all these different things that has, a, has to do with uh, masculinity somewhat being taken from us. That's the thing that y'all don't necessarily understand. And this is what I'm talking about, the tug and war, is they'll tell us, you need to man up. You need to do this. You need to do that, which is true. You need to be a provider. You need to have a good head on your shoulders. But at the same time, how can I be in control of a situation where the government is leading it and they're, put it like this, they telling you, oh, go right and, and you know, fake them out this way. Then they go and tell their opponent, oh, go left. So that's what they're doing. They telling men, oh, go be strong, be masculine. But at the same time, you're telling a woman, you don't need a man. You don't need a, you don't need a provider. You don't need anybody for you. So it's like, I'm coming in as this masculine man and I'm with a woman that's being told that a masculine dude is wrong. So it's like, how can I even continue to be masculine at that point? So I feel like that also has contributed to the dema- or demasculization of men is the fact that they tired of somewhat trying to fight the fight against something that, you know, you get what I'm saying? Like, there's no there's no hope almost in a way. Bro, just think about it. The average grown man can't do 25 straight push-ups Which is crazy. or 10 straight pull-ups. Yeah. And they say like 90% of adults over the age of, I think it was 25 or 30, will never sprint again, like run full speed ever again in their life. Like, bro, the society is crazy with, with the health thing. That's a top, another topic I wanted to get on. I don't know if y'all really get into that. Oh, yeah, we get into all But, like, promoting health and fitness and staying sh- strong, especially within our community. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you go overseas, almost nobody's fat, bro. That's what I've almost heard, Almost no. Yeah. I'm telling we eating, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's just nothing. It's, it's due to that. Like, I think that there's different ingredients. Obviously, when GMOs, if y'all, y'all know what genetically yeah, yeah, modified yeah, organisms sure. are, that came around in the late 90s. Ever since then, you know, what well, the lie that's been told to us is, oh, there's not enough farmland in the world that's to, cap. you know what I mean, to grow the food and, and stuff like that. But it's just a way to, to create food and, and really put sugar into food so it's addictive. That's what they really want to do over here. And that's the main, um, what we call it, like, ingredient that differs from here and overseas is there's less sugar. And if you look at anything and you see it's, it's less sugar and there's no high fructose corn syrup, stuff like that that we put in over here. Um, that makes a big, big difference in how we grow up. It's, uh, I agree on that. And then even, even to a different extent, like I remember I first went out of state or out the country somewhere, and um, I think I, I might have ordered a steak. I ordered some food. Long story short, the portion was 
was so small, <laughs> I almost got mad. Like, nah, this cannot be all the food that y'all yeah. giving me. Mm -hmm. So I'm so used to the portions out here. But then, so I said, you know what? Let me not even trip. So I, I ate the portion of the food, and I was actually settled. I wasn't hungry. I, was, I wasn't feeling bloated. bloated. Yeah, you know what I mean? I was actually good. I'm like, damn, maybe I've been eating too much over there. Like, this is, this is why so many obese people where we at, and versus, like you said, you go somewhere else, Everybody is slim. They see somebody that's obese, it's damn near like a, a monument because they like they can't believe <laughs> the that this person, yeah. yeah, like this is everybody got to come see you because they don't believe people are this big. Mm -hmm. So it's just different. It stems back to a mm -hmm. lot. America has, has, believe it or not, has um contributed to a lot of things. The the rules that we have, a lot of them are are actually hurting us, not helping us. The three the three meals a day thing. Now it depends. If you're building muscle and certain things, it's cool. But a lot of us, you sitting around doing nothing, you might not really need three big ass meals a day, Facts. right? If you go to uh, I know in Paris and other places like that, their their main meal is lunch. They don't they have a very light breakfast. Then they go into lunch and they do whatever, and then they have a light little dinner. So they don't really do breakfast like that. They don't do three meals, you know. In the nation of Islam, we we eat a meal a day. They call that the Muslim way. We eat a meal a day. You See, know? that's how I move now. And so, yeah. it, 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 because you have less food in your system, less food to digest, you know. And at first, it could be hard, but they, they call it the OMAD diet too. It's the same thing, but you know, we 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 practice that. And so, you don't you don't really get that from the law or from the rules. But if you just tap in on your own time, you'll see a lot of shit is, is harmful. That's that's the rules. So. See, I've been studying that how much we eat mm -hmm. and, and there's a whole history behind where that three meals a day came from and all of that is a part of breaking down society making people overweight making people weak you know what i'm saying getting more of the poison into you more often <laughs> because actually i just got into fasting i did a 48 hour fast a couple weeks ago okay i'm about to do another one starting tonight matter of fact okay yeah and i advise everybody everybody at least once in your life do a fast 48 to 72 hours it will change your whole outlook on everything i mean just the way you feel mm -hmm. how clear your mind is I, i'm actually eating one meal a day now like yeah. it's to the point where i damn near don't want to eat and you know what's crazy about the fasting because we would do that because i used to uh work overnight so i would fast for i would do intermittent fasting so at, at around 7 p.m i stopped eating all the way till 7 a.m the next day i could have a, another meal so I kind of, I would do that. Fasting is great too. The first day you might feel like, oh, fuck, or the second day, but eventually, like I'm telling you that that second, third day, you're going to get this energy and you're going to be like, you're going to be wired up because your your body's, uh, is going off of what? The fat within your body, pretty yes. much that's what it's using, the stored fat to give you energy. So it's definitely a clearer um, headspace if you can get through that like first day, the second day, the cravings and shit. I, it, it is a great thing to do for sure. Yeah, because um, you want to do 48 to 72 hours because- between those hours is when you reach maximum levels of it's a thing called autophagy. It's a process that breaks down your cells and destroys old damaged cells and abnormal proteins and basically okay. all the toxins in your body mm -hmm. when you reach that 48 to 72 hours. Like fasting is a whole process. Like I'll run it down for you briefly. So between 48 hours, it cleans out your stomach. Your stomach is empty, your blood sugar falls. Insulin is not being produced. You get to 12 hours, all the consumed food, so like say from maybe a day or two ago, like you backed up, mm -hmm. that's just completely gone, oh. right? So your human growth hormones start to increase. By hour 14, all the stored up fat, that starts to get used as energy, mm -hmm. right? Your body starts attacking the fat, right? And your, your HGH uh, starts to ramp up. When you get to 16 to 18 hours, that's just skyrockets. 
It's burning fat. It's cleaning out cells, old cells in your brain. Your your human growth hormones is fucking through the roof. And uh, when you get to that twenty four hour mark, because I actually did it, this is where you start to get the headaches mm-hmm. and you start to you start to feel like a fiend a little yeah, bit. I like, like oh shit, I need some food. But this is when the <laughs> autophagy begins after that twenty four hour mark. So when you get there, just fight through it. I'm telling you, drink some coffee, straight black. You can't have no sugars or nothing. That that ca- little caffeine here to help you. Trust me. And uh, the glycolin stored, and your body gets emptied. Your ketones starts to release into your blood. You go into um, ketosis. Ketosis. Now, thirty-six to forty-eight hours, autophagy increases three hundred percent. Your immune system completely resets and regenerates. I'm telling you, you can feel it. I'm telling you because I did it. This is no cap. Uh, and uh, you start to enter deep ketosis. 60 to 72 hours, the autophagy reaches maximum benefit. So you really don't need to go no longer than 72 okay. hours. But you feel completely different when you come out of that. You feel like a new person. The bloating's gone. Headaches is gone. You really feel Like good. I said, your, your whole your stomach shrinks. So you fuck around, eat one meal, you, you feel like, for oh, the day. Damn, yeah. But you got more <laughs> energy, though. Yeah. People think you get less energy. You get more yeah. energy. So I advise everybody, try fasting. And I think the like the simple, like the base thing to that is your body's not working as hard to break down food or, you know, the systems within your body are not breaking down or not working as hard to break things down. So the less food you have in your body, obviously you want to be, you know, I mean, have enough to be nourished uh, properly. But what you're saying is true. Like you have, if I ate, you know what I mean? I, I got a desk job and I ate at 9 a.m. A muffin, coffee, waffle, this, this and that. And then 12 o'clock come around. That's three hours later. I'm eating again. Like I'm probably really not even hungry. I'm just eating again because it's lunchtime, and I'm sitting and I'm sitting. So then you get sleepy, is because you got your body's doing all that work to break it down, and it's tough. So a fast really does reset, and that should be having you looking right too. So. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! So it's like it's it's definitely worth it. You know what I mean? Tap into that at least yeah. once a month, man. Yeah, I like that. Over here at Disorderly Conduct, we do try to put young men on to just you know what I mean, bettering themselves with whichever way it is. If it's socially, you know what I mean, with with topics like how we've been talking about today, uh, fitness. Everything, you know, because that's really what it's about. That's a super so. fact. Let's see, what y'all got? What we got? Oh, okay. I, I got some more for you. How you, you feel it? about this? Tonight, Bud Light's controversy. Oh, shit. Look, look, look. How you feel about this? Uh, being a person with a platform, right? Mm-hmm. And they, quote unquote, we got free speech or whatnot. How do you feel about speaking the truth? Because they say no one is hated more than he who speaks the truth. In a society now where if your opinion doesn't align with the masses, they ask for you to be canceled. Mm-hmm. If you say anything that's the truth, most likely people are going to hate it because we were raised to believe lies. Mm. So anyone that speaks any type of real truth will get hated. How do you deal with that with your platform and putting the truth out there despite the criticism? The way that I deal with, um, with that is I kind of look at it like I'm a vessel, right? I had this idea one day to, to, to create content and to do, you know what I mean, and educate people on things they might not know about. And whenever you're giving something to somebody that they might not know about, the first instinct is fear. A lot of people confuse fear with anger. A lot of people get angry, but they're really just scared. So when you give somebody some new information, eight times out of 10, they're going to be scared. And that turns into, you know what I mean, oh, uh, you're wrong or you're a liar or whatever the case is. You know, they death threats, whatever the case is. But the way that I deal with that is understanding that I'm a vessel. Now, you might not be able to see it just yet, but I can see it. Therefore, I'm going to put it out there, for one. For two, even if I was wrong, I'm okay with being wrong. And I'm brave enough to put my opinions out here 
to be right. You get what I'm saying? And if I am wrong, I'm all open for dialect with whoever it is to educate me because it's all about educating each other. So you can get all mad all you want in the comments or whatever or try to cancel me or whatever, but I'm speaking the truth. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of these people with the vaccine, for instance, they got shut on, right? Now you see niggas falling out, all type of shit, right? So it's like time will tell. That's how I look at it. Time will tell. Um, and I just got to keep doing what I'm doing and giving the knowledge that I'm that I'm giving, you know what I mean? And I'm not really afraid of um, being canceled or, or people get on us all the time. We got crazy views. We say whatever the fuck we want, you know what I mean? And... Because I look at it like I'm a thought leader. Shout out to 19 Keys, but I feel like I'm a thought leader. Yeah, 19 Keys. Go That's crazy. my guy. I really I love him. High yeah, level yeah. Conversations. I really yeah. fuck with 19 Keys, and what he said stuck with me about what um, high level conversations is. He said this is a place where you're not gonna always get the most correct information. While we try to be 100 percent within conversation, you might say something or whatever, but this more so to shift the paradigm, to shift how we're thinking. You get what I'm saying? So I might say something that bugs somebody or gets up under somebody's skin or maybe it could be wrong to a certain degree but it's more so about me shifting the paradigm shifting how we think as a people and really as a culture as a nation as a, as a whole and so um me having that in my mind and understanding i'm that vessel i could give a fuck with what, what anybody else got to say because i feel like i already have my mission right here you get what i'm saying and nobody's gonna stop me from doing it how you feel about that bro nah that's a one um I agree what he's saying 100% because, like you said, we all vessels in our own way. So by us speaking our truths or trying to speak the truth and and our intentions is pure to open the mind or change the perspective on how we view things because it's like it's like you say, um, people will hate us for, for trying to do better or trying to show better. They'll fault you for it quick, you know what I mean? But like you said, we got the courage enough to be actually putting in the action behind what we trying to do, what we trying to put out into the world. And whatever comes with that comes with that. But the whole the whole idea is to change, to change the mindset, to change, to cultivate the minds. Because at certain points in my life, I probably wish I would have had somebody to put certain information out there. Wish I would have had somebody to speak on their necessary experiences for me to be enlightened, to not have to go through some of the steps I had to go through already. So that's that. That's the only thing. I, I expect everybody to speak the truth. Everybody want the truth, but everybody don't know how to handle the truth. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. that's the only difference. And like you say, it's been times, for instance, where people told me things and I didn't get it. And then when I went through something, like, man, they was right the whole time. Or it finally hit me in the situation, like, this is what this person meant. You know what I mean? So I believe everybody should keep speaking the truth. Look, there's a, it's a famous quote, a guy named George Bernard Shaw. He said, the reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable man persists on the world adapting themselves to him. Mm. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. So that ties into like speaking the truth. So over here, you program to think a certain way. We all know. Well, I ain't going to say we all know because uh, Dick Gregory, he talked about the glasses, right? I don't know if you've seen a movie called They Live. If not, go watch this movie called They Live. It's basically showing you the world... As it is right now, it's only there's uh there's glasses that symbolize being able to see the truth, right? Oh, and he got it's like oh, he look up at the billboard and he, he got look shit. about the yeah, billboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, 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 that's an old ass movie. That shit crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. but it's crazy because yeah. without the glasses, it'll have like a normal message on it. Then you put the glasses on, it'd be like obey, yeah. don't think, consume. Like basically, what they really programming into you through these messages, right? So. There's, they say it's only a certain amount of people that's born with the glasses. They's like born mm. being able to see it. 
And no matter how hard you try, you can't make people put the glasses on, right? Everybody has to do it for themselves. You do it for themselves at some point in time in life. So with the content, criticism doesn't bother me because I know, hey, they just ain't got the glasses on yet. Once one day when they put them on, all the content that we laid, they're gonna look back like he said, go, God damn, they was right the whole time. Mm -hmm. But if if everyone is afraid to speak the truth, change will never happen. So maybe you gotta be the one to get crucified for change to happen. So this is why I don't mind speaking the truth and getting the criticism because somebody got to do it. But, but do just it. know when you're speaking the truth and when you're speaking too much truth, at some point you end up like Neo in the Matrix. They, you know what I mean? Get you. They, yeah, they, 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 they coming. You, you got to yeah. be prepared. Yeah. Anybody else that's 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 not for that, they coming to shut you down. You going, you fucking up the Matrix. You fucking up what we got going. Yeah, don't that's the, the canceling yeah. you. That's everything else that comes with that. You know what I mean? That's a fact. So, so how hard... How hard do you believe in the truth? You know what I'm saying? And how far are you really willing how, to go for it? You know what I mean? And what what I always like to say that too, like what morals are you willing to put on the side and values for the truth? Are you willing to, you know, just because are you willing to, to be, you know, do something against your morals because you're afraid of the truth? You know what I mean? Or are you gonna, you know, stand ten toes? So I think I think that's important. But they say you're not fit to live if you ain't got something to die for. Yeah. So, and I believe that that's a fact. <laughs> Look, let me ask you a question because yeah, yeah. since you got a a, a platform, mm -hmm. getting support from your city, your family, your friends, typically you get that last. Like it sounds as crazy as it sounds, the ones closest to you are usually gonna support you last, mm -hmm. right? Do you get that? Like, do you get more support outside of your hometown, outside of your friend circle than you do? I like from this. the people that you know. Somebody asking me questions. Ain't nobody ever asked me questions. I'm always asking questions, so it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, I get more support from people I don't know. So, and I'll, I'll break it down to three apps: Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Right. I'm, I'm big on YouTube because that's where the money's at. So that's the one I'm like uh, 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 every day because that's where the money's at. TikTok, it's more of an organic growth compared to YouTube, where it's like people could just see your shit, right? But Instagram, to me, that's the one where you know where the haters are at because it's more so like. It's about who you follow, right? So my stuff's only going to get to so many people based off of who follows me, who repost it. And I do think I get more support from people that are not, you know, friends and people from my hometown. And I think the reason why is because people that are friends, family, or from the hometown, they looking at you like, oh, you're 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 this way. You know, you're a dude from high school or whatever the case is. While as in somebody, like if I say I'm a podcaster, I, I have this show. Somebody from my hometown be like, nigga, no, you don't. Like, you do, yeah. but but nigga, I know you. You used to be whatever, whatever, right? Now, somebody who don't know me, I'm like, you're a podcaster. Like, because all they know is what you put in front of them. And so I think a lot of people just refuse to support because they want you to be who they want you to be. They can't see who you really are. And that's why the people that you don't know, I feel like at least in my you know case, support me more because they see who I really am, not who maybe I used to be. You get what I'm saying? See, but I, I think people's problem is they they can't fathom or understand somebody that's evolving. Like we are we are continuously evolving or trying to grow and become better. So as you becoming better, if they're stuck in the frame of being still where they at, it's hard to even see you in a different light. You know what I mean? That's true. They might still be doing stuff you was doing ten years ago. It's like, man, I didn't did that already. Like so as you moving past this, they won't understand until you reach certain levels. And it still might be hard for them to believe it. They might even think you 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 different now because you doing better or trying to become better. So I just think it's hard for people to see that. And then that's what makes them not support. Because just like you said, if you're doing better now than what you was doing 
what you was trying to do five years ago. Like, man, you still that same nigga yeah. that did that shit in high school. <laughs> like, like bro, you know what I mean? Like, I've been past that. You still ain't seen that? Like, you know what I mean? Or whatever the case is. Like, so that's, I think that's one of the key problems. But they eventually will catch on. Sometimes it's a group thing when it's cool for everybody to catch on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's what I kind of was yeah. about to say that is like, you know, also I understand people not supporting you right away because you got to, you got to get people support, right? So you might have somebody you know that you might be able to get, you know, they might, they, hey, come, come on a podcast. They might not want to right now. Okay, that's cool. I'm going to double back to you later when I, when I'm more on and I'm more so, so I don't necessarily, I'm like, yo, I just, I deserve the support off rip, but I, I, so I don't mind working for it, but I do think, I mean, I would like off rip if that, if it was supported from family and friends, but I kind of understand because you got to think about it. You got these the same people before you was a podcast. You was with your homies. What was y'all watching? Breakfast Club, you know all these big things. So now they see you on there. And they're like, "Well, you, you a little nigga right now." So it's like I gotta wait until I get a little bit more, maybe for people to start fucking with me. I think that's really just the way the game goes. You know what I mean? And you know, it's it's <laughs> it's, it's no it's no harm no foul. You gotta make niggas respect you and want to listen to you, and you can't be sensitive about it. You know what I mean? You said you doubling back on it. I'm gonna let you know right now. <laughs> Way podcast, it ain't no doubling back. You're not rocking with us. I'm talking I'm to not the people with you we later. know, not strangers. strangers okay, I get what you're saying. The people we know, like nigga, you home team. Yeah. If we invite you on and you not fucking with it or whatever, listen. When when it it's already it's, it's, trust, too late. it's already going. Once it's out through the roof, the price of the brick went up, baby. <laughs> it, it, it's over with. But yeah, it, it's like a, it's a famous quote. I don't know if it's in the Quran, it's in the Bible. I'm not mm -hmm. really a religious person, but I'll take knowledge from wherever it come. I don't mm -hmm. know where it come. It says a prophet is not without honor except his home, except his own town, amongst his relatives, and in his home. This. Mm -hmm. Is exactly that. You might be the greatest thing ever yeah. to somebody from across the world that never met you, because they don't have no no ill intent. They didn't grow up with you like, oh yeah, you you uh you elevating past me, so mm -hmm. I don't want to see that because subconsciously I'm gonna feel down if we started here and now you here and I'm still here. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to see you elevate, so I ain't gonna support you. To whereas you put a video on TikTok, you got millions of people just taking the content. Just yeah. come. They're not really judging you. They just judging what's what coming say. out your mouth. Your peoples, they like, man, that's my brother. Or man, that's my that's a little Ricky, man. He used to piss the bed. He lying. Yeah. They don't respect who <laughs> yeah. you are now. Yeah. But once you leave your hometown and then you go get that respect from the world and you come back, now they fuck with you. Mm -hmm. Now they see the vision. You know what I'm saying? Now they want to support. Now they begging to get on your shit. Yeah. Well, before you couldn't pay him to get on your shit. It's so, like, what the? Yeah, I think it come with the game, though. It definitely do. Some, yeah, y'all right. But sometimes I think it's still harder for people to accept to see you taking off. That's like if you just got a bag today, now you you taking off. And it's like... Hold on. Some people, in, <laughs> that too, but either the feeling of them getting left or the feeling of them as they own insecurities as that we started at the same root. Mm -hmm. Like they say, you know what I mean? We started at the same root. But your tree grew way up here, and they yeah. shit stopped flourishing here. You know what I mean? So as your, your tree is becoming stronger and still growing, and it's producing hella fruit everywhere, it's like, damn, now you're feeling less of a person mm. because of I know this person came from the same thing as me, so it's no excuse for myself Not to, be to why I didn't even try to get from point A to point B. You know, you know what I mean. But go ahead. And when it comes to family, you know, if you, you ever seen Fences by Denzel Washington, there's a quote in there. And he literally says, "We build fences to keep people out, but sometimes we build them to keep people in." You get what I'm saying? So I yeah, think that's, that's you can just look at our community like that as a fence, your family, friends like that. A lot of times, 
unknowingly, like if you watch the movie, you know, he's a dad, he's doing everything he can to give his son a better life to a certain degree. He's taking care of him, but he's not necessarily feeding his dreams and his aspirations and his goals. So while he's building that fence of protection for him, he's actually at the same time, you know what I mean, hindering him. So I think people don't always know. And they do respond to you out of fear or shit like that. And so you can't be somebody, if you're out here in this content game, who is taking people's words and shit for, for truth all the time because you kind of got to just go on your own good. Because somebody a lot of times going to be like, oh, you can't do it because they couldn't. You know what I mean? Not because you can't actually do it. So I will say this, though. Be careful on the just-in cases. Mm -hmm. Them people that hang on just in case you blow. They really ain't supporting your shit. They really don't fuck with you. They every now and then poke their head in. Oh, just in case he pop, <laughs> let me, you feel me, try to build an alliance so he can take me with him. You got to separate the real supporters from the just in cases. So be careful with that. Whether you're doing music, uh, business, anything, you know what I'm saying? Everybody isn't genuine. So you got to know how to read people because it's so a whole true. lot of them. Trust me. It's oh, a lot yeah. of them. That's true. Definitely. If you're not putting the work in, you can't come. So that's <laughs> everybody can't go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's how I get it. For sure. Mm. What you got for us, man? Because I could go for days, man. Let me know. What how time we is doing it? What time on time? Is how we doing on time? What you got for us? What you got for us? We got oh, we cooling. We got we got a little bit more time. What you got? Okay, let me how you feel about let me see. Okay, this is a good one. How you feel about other races of women viewing black guys as like a fetish? Because right now. There's a war going on, mm -hmm. gender, gender wars, right? And it has turned into a black woman versus black man thing to where you got black men denouncing black women mm -hmm. for these other races that look down on you. Mm -hmm. Because they'll fuck with you if you were not the top percentile of black men. So if you up here in the 5 to top 15%, you got the bag, you got the career, you got the whatever they need for their lifestyle, they'll fuck with you. But if you just a regular Joe Schmo on the street... They might not fuck they with you. They not fucking with you. I mean, even if they want to, even from my experience, they won't fuck with you in front of their people. They, so know, say, what's they know what's at home. Yeah, they, what they know what's at home. So say you try to holler at, you go to a group of uh, whoever, you know what I'm saying, non-blacks. They won't fuck with you. But if you catch the same woman by herself, she'll fuck with you. But mm -hmm. she'll let you know, like, you know, my people don't really fuck with y'all. Like, we could fuck with each other on the low type shit. Yeah. How you feel about that? I think that's, I think, I think that happens too often. And, you know, we actually talked about this. Uh, the problem with denouncing, you know, women, uh, you know, from our own culture for these women that do look down on us, because it's it's very true. Like, you will have people from other races, for instance, you know what I mean, look at you a certain way. Like you said, if you're a regular Joe Smo, you're nothing. You're nothing to them, right? I know a lot of races of other women that will only date a nigga who's a hooper, or he only maybe drive a Benz, or he's a certain way. He look like a rapper type shit, scammer. They go for them type of dudes. And so I do think it's a fetish because we got a lot of, I mean, black men out here who are, you know, they're not necessarily on that type of time. They're not, they're not in those career fields, but they still getting money doing whatever they're doing. I don't see them necessarily getting picked up or like certain other races of women like gawking over them like they gawk over the hooper or the, or the ball player and things like that. So I, I do think it's a fetish uh, because of that. And I think it's more so of a taboo thing, right? Like they look at it like, well, I want to, Bag him just to say I did because I never have had a had a black guy and I know this is taboo, but it's not really to fuck with you. Now I'm sure there's women of other races out here that do fuck with black men for real, but I do think a lot of them just look at it as a as a phase or is a is a 
what's the word for it? Like a game almost. Like, let me see if I can bag him just because he's black. And you'll see a lot of girls going, oh my God, where the, where the black dudes at? Or I'm only going there if it's black dudes. And you're like, it don't make no sense. And black men. Because I actually got into it with a nigga a little while ago because his girl was trying to tell me I wasn't black because I had on some Yeezys. Some, the weirdest shit ever. <laughs> I had on Yeezys. What? And I'm like, so how am I supposed to dress? You get what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we come in all different colors, shapes, sizes. We all black. But you got this girl right here telling me I'm not black. And the only reason why she feels that way is because you fucking her. You get what I'm saying? So a mm. lot of us, too, we give them that power by fucking on them and thirsting after them and the DMs and all this and that while they, you know, wearing box braids and denouncing black women and all this shit. Just for some pussy. So niggas got to really uh, get out of that mindset. Because that's a lot of it to me. It's to why women of other races feel like they can just come in. And people in general. Because we disrespect what we have right here in front of everybody. You know what I mean? So Yeah, because I feel like it's a they want to see if the rumors is true. Type we, shit. We, they want to see, hey, is them niggas really packing like that? <laughs> they really trying to get yeah. their back broke. And like you say, it's a phase. Once they got their fix... Oh, they back to their people when it's time mm -hmm. to, you know, wife up and get that family going. If you ain't got the bag, if you ain't a ball player, a, a, a fucking a rapper, you ain't the top lawyer of the city, a, a doctor Same. or whatever, they're not fucking with you, right? So we got to gatekeep our communities as far as that go as well to where they could just come over here and grab the top of the crop. You only going to get the bottom of the crop over there. The ones that they people don't want, them is the ones that typically openly fuck with niggas. The single baby mamas, the overweight ones, the one that's in the hip hop, the ones that they look down on, they'll come over here and, and niggas would be cool. Oh, that's that's what's up. Oh, you go try to get one of their top joints. Yeah. Not happening. Nigga, get your black ass back on that side <laughs> of the fence. You feel me? So, I mean, we got a lot of work to do with black women as well, but I never denounce my people. Never. I'm black. Nigga, that don't even make sense. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what we going through. Dating interracially is always going to be a little line of separation there because of the, the struggle differences. I don't give a fuck how much you want to relate to us unless you lived it, unless that's actually in your and blood. It's tough to understand. You can never yeah. relate. And that's and what I was kind of <laughs> going to say about that is that I think, too, a lot of these women, they do get with with black men. And if you are, because I, like I said, I got friends that are in interracial relationships. I got a lot of people that I see and they do good. And, you know, it. You never know what goes on behind closed doors, right? But I, I, it assume, I assume that they're doing good. But I think other races don't really understand how much trauma the black man holds as well. So like I said, a lot of them see the, the flashy clothes, whatever. We got to walk. We got to talk to us. Everybody, we, you know, we buzzing. Everybody want to be around you. You black, you know what I mean? But then they get to know you and they like, you know, you're not just this. You, you know, maybe you didn't grow up without a, maybe you grew up without a father. Maybe you grew up without a mother. Maybe you didn't have the most money. You didn't go to the best schools. Whatever the case was, you 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 know what I mean. And so we deal with a lot of trauma. That or just fuck that. Go outside. You're you're you're, you're profiled by the police. Anything like that. It, it it makes a person a certain way. And the women from other races don't understand it. You know what I'm saying? I take I take uh, I got an uncle for example, and he he dates and has been married to a woman interracial relationship for a long time, and there's still little disconnects. You know, that does happen and you can see it where they just they don't they don't get it. And so I don't know, man. I'm not saying don't interracially date, but just make sure that it's some girl that's not gonna disrespect you or your culture. You know, some girl ain't saying nigga this, nigga that, all that. Y'all, y'all be walking around with girls that's white or Mexican saying nigga, that's that's not cool, bro. I hate that type of shit. So I'll just say, 
you know, just make sure she don't got a fetish for you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not against interracial dating, but make sure she fuck with you for you. Like, for you, you really yeah. fuck with blacks. Don't come over here because, bitch, I'm headed to the NBA and the NFL, and you want to attach yourself to the bag. Like, come on, yeah. man. Learn how to spot that shit. Tyrese just learned a hard lesson about that. He did. You, you know it. what I'm saying? He was on Instagram <laughs> crying. Oh, man, this bitch wanted me for the bag. Come on, cuz. You, you from the hood, nigga. You supposed to be able to read these bitches. Stop playing, man. How you feel about that, bro? My experiences is a little different. Mm. I understand exactly what y'all saying, but um, man, it's hard for me to get in that because I start to look at things through energy so much now that even when it comes to relationships, I look past the, the the flesh. Yeah. So, but I get it though, like because I've dealt with different races, and um, I wasn't no rich nigga. I wasn't none of that. So. I was used to women fucking with me for me. You know what I mean? I even had other races that want to take certain things serious or wanted certain things, but I didn't want that. You know what I mean? So it's hard for me to say. I'm, I'm talking about damn near went against their whole family for a nigga. You know what I mean? Not approving. Mm -hmm. So I've had different experiences, but I've seen both sides of the fence also. I have seen the, like he just said, the them acting a certain way around certain people then changing up around certain people. So you do notice both sides. And, um... I try to weave through that. Of course, the disconnect always been there for me, though, because it's always been something like naturally I would already know, like, y'all don't understand as if a black woman would understand. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I don't have too too much big on that. I say go where, you, go where you happy, but we do need to keep black on black because that's where it's the most lacking in our areas. Yeah. But at the same time, I black keep, black yeah. women, y'all gotta support us. <laughs> I mean, there you go, right? Because on, because man. they it's, it's it's going both ways too. Because we see we see black women that's going with going with the billionaires. So oh, yeah. you know what I mean? It's 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 a hard it's a hard pill, but I support black on black. I think it's it's never gonna be no more of a connection than that. Mm. But I'm not against nothing else. Like if you happy with whatever you with. Just be aware, like he said, of somebody fucking with you for you or fucking with you for the experience of you. You know, it's yeah. crazy. It's like, because y'all don't got to disclose your eyes. I'm 25 years old. I'm about to be 26. And so when I, as we kind of growing up where we're at right now, it's crazy because you see, it's kind of like everybody. So for like, like a lot of black dudes, they'll fuck with somebody who is not black, right? Even the white dudes, they want to fuck with all the black girls. It's weird now. Like me growing up, going to high school and shit, that's kind of how things have been us growing up. Like... Like, you'll see, of course, races still fuck with each other, but I be seeing a lot of white dudes like, damn, I want her. Like, she's bad. I'm like, what? You know, or you see Mexican dudes going after black girls and vice versa. So it's starting to become a very big, like, melting pot, which I, I, I don't disagree with. It's just whenever you step foot into a culture, make sure you do your homework and you respect it. That's all that I ask, you know what I mean? And you pay homage to it whenever you can. The reason, the reason I say it's a little different for me, too, because I'm from Long Beach, so... You know, Long Beach, we got yeah. a lot of we got yeah. a lot of flavors. Mm -hmm. So, growing up young, you don't it's it's, it's not too much. Like you, you deal with everything, yeah. if, especially if you were somebody that you know what I mean, women liked or whatever the case <laughs> is. So yeah. you had action that from every race. So it wasn't always bad, even though you dealt with a lot of racism. But when it came to women, it was like it wasn't too much frowned upon mm -hmm. in certain spots. You had areas where it was, but it was just a mixture, of a little bit of everything. So. I think it's more so, yeah, it's more so the men who trip, you know what I mean, about the racist shit. And women do it in a different way. But I'm saying, like you, you saying, you know, you when you come into contact with other racist women, they're not really tripping. It's they men that are tripping, you know, about them 
entertaining you because you black. But I get it though because when you deal with them and the qualities that we're trying to tell our women, hey, we need y'all back like this, they being bred like that. Yeah. So, so like, damn, you taking them. You take, yeah, yeah, right, nigga. You're what? Taking you them taking away. them, yeah, yeah. dude. Like, yeah. so, because growing up, I talked to my homie about this all the time. I mean, we didn't understand why they, they be tripping so tough when we fuck with they with their yeah. women. Then you start fucking with them. Oh, that's what it is. Because yeah, it's cool. You okay. know what I'm saying? They being bred to, to nigga, you, you the God. Yeah. You feel me? So they like, man, you can't come over here and have one of them here. Take that bitch that like hip hop that want to <laughs> act like your women. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. That shit is crazy. They got anything else? Hell yeah, man. I'm telling you, I got to go let's for run, we, Let's run one more and we get out of here. We got to right. this one. I like this. I like I like having content for days. You know what Trust I'm saying? Trust me, I, I go for days. Yeah. I, I got one. How do you feel about... They say porn ruin men, social media ruin women. You ever done any research on the effects of porn on the brain? And the overload of dopamine from um, social media and porn. I've done some studies, but I'll take I'll just take myself for 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 an example because that's the best you know um, project I have. I think porn it can consume men, right? Obviously, and when you watch porn, you know a lot of people. I mean, think about sex in the real world, right? You meet the girl, you gotta take her out, you t- you chop it up with her. You might fuck the first night, but you might not, right? Then you go back, you gotta put in some more work. Then you might fuck. You turn on porn, the bitch at your door, you know, coming to do homework, and then two minutes later she's sucking dick. <laughs> so it's like it really fucks things up. It really fucks things up, right? And then not only that, I could go in and be like, hold on, let me fast forward to minute twenty two twenty two and go right where I want to go. And remind you another thing, these are porn stars. These are paid professionals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they know how to suck and fuck the best of them. So you're not finna get all that in a real world. So when you see Holly, you know, doing what she doing, turning tricks, and then you you take a girl out and she don't want to suck dick, oh, what the fuck? Hey, man, she's not getting paid. Not only that, but you get what I'm saying? There's a raunchiness to it because it's a performative aspect. It distorts your reality. Of what it really yeah. is. And now those things and cause start to intertwine in your relationship and now you out just chasing the damn the porn high that you might not never even receive you know and you know you're looking I mean? at women you're looking at women like just just like me like my bad like me like pretty much because all you want to do is fuck because that's what you're looking at you're looking at it like you're trying to skip the talking you're trying to get right to fucking because <laughs> of porn <laughs> which men is already like that anyway but the porn intensifies it even more social media that is that has destroyed women's point of view right because when you're an average woman and you got 50 niggas in your DMs, I mean, at what point it, it would conflate my head too. It make me feel big too, right? Like, damn, I'm popping. But I think that's the problem is it distorts their reality. It's hard for them to realize that maybe out of all these 50 dudes, what? Maybe one might really take you serious. Maybe. And really, what does 50 dudes got to do with your pockets? What you got going for yourself? What are you doing outside of the 50 niggas on social media that, you can, you know, help hold your head high about. That's what another thing. So it's distorts reality for women in that way, where it's like they take their value and okay, I got all these men in here. That's my value. You know, that's not your value, but that's what they'll think their value is. And so in return, that's all they're basing off of. They're not actually out here trying to go get a bag. Let me let me say, not all women. Some women are out here trying not to get a bag, trying to take the easy route out. Because they, that's what they, you know, put their value to. It's like the girl at Home Depot. I don't know if y'all seen her. 
She yeah. she went viral and people telling her, why are you working at Home Depot? You should get an OnlyFans. Well, I got to get OnlyFans. Like, <laughs> for what? You feel me? But it's her the shit. Her working a regular job is, is a problem. For what? Now. Going to yeah. school and shit. Like, for what? I'm going to be straight and I'm not going to... You know, I'm not going to cause dishonor to anybody. You know what I mean? I think a lot of... Go ahead. Now, I was going to say, I think a lot of a lot of problems come from a lot of women throwing away any type of principles about themselves. Like, a lot of that stuff doesn't, doesn't matter to them no more. They're not caring about no morals or no principles. All they're caring about, like you said, is a bag. So, well, I don't know what which one of them podcasts or something. I seen, like, a clip, and he asked, like... What would they rather have? A long term relationship or their Instagram? Yeah. And which one they get rid of? <laughs> and they all they all chose the gram. Yeah. You heard Kanye? So, he said Instagram got your bitch. Come on. People yeah. don't realize this is chemically induced. It's dopamine overload. If you don't know what dopamine is, right? It's the feel-good chemical in your body that gets it's like a reward chemical. So say mm-hmm. you was you was a kid, right? And you was dared to do something or or you wanted to do something, like learn how to do a backflip. And you just kept failing, you kept failing, you kept failing, and you finally land that flip, your body will release the chemical, the dopamine, the feel good. It's like, yeah, fuck, I finally did it. I did it. Okay. Or you know, you you've been trying to beat this game. You've been trying to beat this game for days and days. You finally beat it. You get that dopamine hit. But you used to have to work for it. Now it's instant. You just get on a computer. That's what's dangerous about porn, because before porn, you had to work to see a you woman make it. You had to work to get some pussy. You had to work to bust a nut. Now you just get on a computer, see any bitch in the world. You know what I'm saying? It's easy. Boom. No work. No nothing. You know what I'm saying? That also lowers your testosterone. It it, it fucking damages your brain chemically. Like mentally, it, it damages your mind to where when you go out in the world, women can sense this. Yeah, they know you ain't got no they know you ain't got women no. Women can like sense that, yeah. this, right? It's like it's like pheromones on a woman. The more pheromones she exudes, the the more attracted you are to her. And the same with social media. Women are getting Instant dopamine hit all day long. So you got 50 dudes in your DM telling you how beautiful you are. Your head is is going crazy. They say absolute power corrupts absolutely. And to a woman, beauty is power. So yeah. I can manipulate how I look on the internet to become more powerful and get more of these dopamine hits. And it's like it's like a drug. You you need to do more brash things to get that high. Now this one DM ain't working no more. I got to show a little more ass. Yeah, that's what it do. Oh, that ain't working no more. Oh, let me suck this cucumber. Yeah. So you see him, you <laughs> yeah. feel me? Bitches yeah. is doing more and more crazy shit to get these dopamine hits. Yeah. And, and it's the same with men in porn to where men are going out and they don't even know how to interact with women. At all. I'd rather just go in my room and watch porn. It's like, no, get your bitch ass out here, interact and earn that dopamine hit. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that shit give you like ED because yeah. mm-hmm. you, you get with a real girl, you've been watching porn so long these real women don't look like these porn stars. That's what I'm telling you. You get a real woman, your dick won't even get hard because you've been jacking you. off too much. Like, this shit's serious, bro. <laughs> you're going to go two real, minutes, you're going to feel some real pussy and be like, oh, I'm that's telling it. you, bro, that's that's do research your brain on porn. Your brain is like an egg in a skillet being fried, bro. Mm. I'm telling you, this shit is dangerous. That instant dopamine, you're supposed to work to get that feel good. It's not supposed to come instantaneous. So, society is being corrupted with dopamine. Like, it's a drug. Yeah. Literally. I think that's true. And you know what's crazy? When you talk about social media and porn and the um, the rate at which they're growing, right, and how you can access it and this like that, uh, it really leads to on some more deeper shit like the population, right? Because you got a whole bunch of men who really don't want to put in the work for the woman, right? Because from a man's perspective, and not really from mine, but I'm sure from some men on out there, they looking at it like, 
you see all these women on social media and you see in a Instagram story, they in Dubai here, here tomorrow, this tomorrow. You're like, I can't even match up with that yet. So <laughs> let me just go over here and just get my nut off, yeah. right? Before I even look stupid talking to you. And then and then in return, you got the woman like, well, shit, I'm getting flown out to Dubai and I got 50 niggas here. So why would I even give you my time? So nobody can really make the first move or nobody can be held accountable or, or you know what I mean? Or do the necessary work that they need because they're so stuck on like just the, the instant gratification part of it. Well, why would I go out here and fuck with her? I could just do this real quick or her like her. Why would I go out and take you serious? This dude want to fly me out tomorrow. You feel me? And so it just creates a, a disconnect between men, women and men, especially black women and men. Cause it's, it's, we the ones that's really on these, 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 um, social medias the most, I think. Nah, man, they all on it. They all on they, it. Bro, I'm telling you from, they all on it. Yeah. It's an epidemic, bro. It's a fucking epidemic. You definitely right about that. Actually. You got you got babies that's iPad zombies. Oh, I know. I know a couple. Of like you, you get an iPad <laughs> now when you, you know what I mean. Five, zombies. six years old, you got it already. They they already hooked to the to the dopamine. They don't. They're not earned. Like society, you're supposed to. I ain't gonna say you're supposed to struggle, but struggle builds character. Yeah. So it's like okay, you struggle, you struggle, you struggle. Bam, you accomplish something. Bam. That built a new, unlocked a new character in you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now it's just like, we just want everything instant. Everything instantaneous. It's unfortunate. It really is. It, it's fucking society up, man. We got to get back to the real world. Utilize this. Don't let this control you. You control it. Control this. Because this AI shit is coming. That's a whole nother episode, a whole nother way mm -hmm. we can talk about how that's about to fuck society up. I like I, I like the AI. The AI thing, funny, I'm going to say this last thing, was uh, with Andrew Tate... Uh, Phone call came out with him from Vice, and it was him on the, on the phone call. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. He said it was AI. This was what? A couple months back. Everybody said, you cannot AI a phone. You cannot AI a voice. I just seen Elon Musk AI talking about he fucked with Mike Sherm. I don't know if y'all know, know who Mike Sherm is. He a rapper. Yeah, the rapper, yeah. I'm like, did he really say that? And I look at the comments, and I start, I'm like, AI. So it's just funny how, you know, we were saying a couple months ago it couldn't be done, and now it's being done at... Shit, everything seemed like it's AI now out of, in a matter Bro, of a couple months. They can put you yeah. in another place of the world via AI and make it look like you there, like sitting courtside at a game or something. That so just so think crazy. about how this could fall into the court of law to fuck people over on some minority reports to where they can AI your voice on wiretaps. That's not you. They can put you on camera. When you're it's not, not there, you. Yeah. You in the court looking at you. You like what the fuck? That's not me. <laughs> oh, it's not. We got this wiretap. You order murders and hits and shit, yeah. or birds and selling birds, and it's not even you, because uh, Elon Musk he tweeted that shit about uh, the Andrew Tate phone call or whatever. Like yeah. it was, I seen the little he made like a joke about it. Well, how's that possible? They showed the audio, bro. They can clip up yeah. your voice just like a small couple seconds. They got you. They can create a whole conversation with you. Like, bro, this shit getting dangerous. It's real. Wake the fuck up, man. Wake up. Nah, man, but um, yeah, I want to close it out. I, I want to uh, again thank you guys for coming out. Um, for sure, because it was cool, man. I like, I liked. Uh, it's my first time having a collaboration. Uh, maybe we come by, stop at y'all spot too, chop yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, do a part two at our. Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. Sure. So again, I definitely appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for coming out. Um, y'all got any last words? Anything y'all want to shout out? Yeah, man. Good looking on the invite, man. This shit was dope. You feel me? I feel like. We ain't rappers, but it's kind of like you collabing, collabing with the, with the yeah. hottest mixtape rapper. Yeah, 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 like, you know yeah, what? Yeah. I see you at the top, nigga. Yeah. So this shit dope, man. So yeah, man. Shout out Disorderly con Conduct. You feel me? Byway Podcast, man. Y'all make sure y'all go follow and support all my followers. And y'all make sure y'all go follow and support because you're going to see us 
doing a whole lot more work together, man. I like where your mind at. Thank you. Mentally, thank you. you feel me? It's hard to find people to converse with, especially on these podcasts. It's hard because this is the type of shit I enjoy talking mm-hmm. about. Most people want drama. Yeah. So I try to I try to mix it in a little for And that's people. why I kind of brought that shit to you because yeah. I'm like, when you watch our episodes, you'll see some of the shit we talk about. It's not really that. It do be that. But that's why I'm like, let me just see because I know this is a base of where everybody can go and then go exactly. from there. But yeah, it's hard finding like-minded people, especially in this podcast game where everybody want to talk about $200 dates. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> man, and who's sitting in the front seat and all this bullshit yeah, that I don't care about. Alone, man. Elevate take, your yeah. mind, man. Yeah, Stop man. playing. You take just, it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, nah. Good, look, good looking again for having us on here. We appreciate Appreciate you, and yeah, now you just you created another bridge. You know what I mean between yes, us. So that's love for having us on here. We appreciate it, one hundred. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. All right, man. If y'all are watching this, make sure you do like, subscribe. It's at the end of it. Should have said it earlier, but fuck it. <laughs> um, yeah, man. It's disorderly conduct times the viral podcast. We out here. Uh, we just trying to you know show y'all what black black excellence look like. So you know how I like to close it out, man. Praise be to Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful. The viral way, man. Disorderly conduct. The viral way. We taking this shit over, man. Yeah, it's good. We in and out. (laughs) Yeah, we about to go viral. Viral. Hey, hey, hey. We about to go viral.